Our next guest is on an incredibly short list, and it's an impressive one, especially given that he is only 48 years old. Next month, Dabo Sweeney of the Clemson Tigers will turn 49 years old. Would you believe that only guys like Florida State football legend Bobby Bowden and our guest now, Dabo Sweeney, are on this list? It's a really short list in the history of a 60-plus-year-old conference to win at least one national title and to win four or more ACC football titles, you get yourself into that kind of company. Dabo Sweeney was surprised at the ACC kickoff event when we informed him that he was on that short list with guys like Bobby Bowden. He has another very successful team. Tigers are 5-0 and as they head to Wake Forest this week. Coach Sweeney, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? I'm good. Always good to be with you. Hope y'all having a good day. We are having a wonderful day and excited to have so many fun things to talk about in the college football world at this time of year, especially here in the Carolinas. Tell me this. Uh, when you first got to Clemson, they were just happy if you, like, won a game or won maybe a rivalry game. I saw complaining after a close win at Texas A&M and a close win this weekend at Syracuse. Are, are there a lot of spoiled fans down there, Coach? You're undefeated. <laughs> Oh shoot! I'm glad. I'm glad we got a lot of people that care. Uh, but uh, you know, I I, I don't ever uh, devalue winning. I mean, I've had some wins where you walk off and you're like, man, boy, we didn't play very good or whatever. But I never devalue winning. And in and, and that game, you know, you'll look back and you'll say, oh well, it was you know game five and and they beat Syracuse and maybe maybe it just looks like another game on in the, on the schedule over the course of the history, but. But that was a uh, that was one for the ages, man. That was that's one of my favorite wins of all time. That one I'll never forget uh, because there was a lot of win. It wasn't just a win on the scoreboard, man. It was it was a football team that that um, had a, an incredible amount of challenges that they had to manage and deal with and overcome. And you're playing a really good team in Syracuse. And to see them just kind of hang in there because, you know, I would say most teams probably lose that game. Uh, so I was just really proud of our guys and our coaches and everybody for finding a way. Um, so it was, a, it, was a, it was a classic, that's for sure. And uh, Syracuse really did a great job. And they're going to they're gonna be a tough out for everybody, too, if they stay healthy. They've got a, a really good football team. But I was just really proud of our team. I thought we grew up in a lot of areas um, and excited about you know, moving forward and, um, you know, getting ready for a, another big challenge here with, at Wake. I know part of that adversity, Coach, had to be when your freshman quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, is knocked out with an injury. Uh, elaborate on that because that can't be the only form of adversity that you're applauding here today. To, to call it one of your more special wins in, in an amazing decade almost at Clemson, that, that's a big statement. What, what else did you love so much about the details of the Syracuse win? Well, as we all know, there was a lot of drama last week, yeah. and, and uh, you know, just just um, distractions that you're having to deal with, and, and um, so that was a tough part uh, of the week, and just trying to keep the team, you know, just focused on what we can control and what was in front of us, and you can't know, by the way, you're getting ready for a really good team that beat you the year before, and is confident and very a better, very much a veteran team, and and, uh, and so. You know, then you get into the you get to the actual game uh, and uh, uh, you, second series. You're starting right tackle goes out, so now you got to put a, a guy that hadn't played much in there at guard, and you take your guard, move him to tackle, and then your your you know all conference type corner Trayvon Mullen he goes out, 
and Mark Fields is already out. So now you got a true freshman out there who really hadn't played much, and he's he's trying to cover those good receivers against a, a pro quarterback, and um, and 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 then just just uh, obviously you you got a, your third team quarterback from the from the as of as of Wednesday, uh, <laughs> he's now he's now out there uh, trying to win a game for you. And uh, there was just there was just so much of that type stuff going on. It was crazy. It was almost like Murphy's Law. And I just saw our team hanging there. And then you fumble a punt return on the 10-yard line and give them the ball. And, and you're down 10 points in the fourth quarter. And this team hadn't been down very much like that. And, and to see them rise up and to see guys come through, uh, it was just awesome to see. And to see, you know, Chase Bryce be ready settle down to see our offensive line take the game over to see our running backs because we there was no way we were going to win that game if we couldn't you know kind of settle chase in with a run game and and everybody knew we were going to run it and we were still able to run it and it was just it was just awesome and especially to see a 94 yard 13 play drive uh where you and to see that kid convert a fourth and six just throw an absolute rope it's such a crucial moment. Uh, it, it just was special to be a part of it, one of the best locker rooms I've been in. I mean, it really was because our guys know, um, you know, all that, that, that you know, we kind of had to deal with and overcome. And um, not many people would have given us much of a chance if they'd have known Chase was going to have to go win the game and play two and a half quarters. But he did just that. And it took uh, it took a, a, a effort on all three phases part to get to get it done. Coach Dabo Sweeney joining us on the David Glenn Show. His 5-0 and Clemson Tigers are visiting the Wake Forest Demon Deacons on Saturday, 3.30. It's an ESPN game. Coach, it's, kinda, it's a famous part of the culture of football that the backup always has to be ready, of course. So many injuries, you're just one play away. But in the offseason, if, if either you or Chase Bryce were in a conversation, was there any scenario? I mean, you talked to us a few times in the offseason. If you're being honest, was there any way that Chase Bryce was going to end up on the football field for you in a game that mattered when, at the time, you did have Trevor Lawrence and Kelly Bryant? I mean, both of those guys could look back at you and say, yeah, I get it, Coach. I got to be ready at all times for all things. But it gets a little harder to believe if you were Chase Bryce, at least for the 2018 season, right? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And, and But if if you go back and really – follow all of our media stuff in the spring and even in the fall camp, um, I would constantly bring up Chase Bryce because, you know, everybody was just talking about, you know, Kelly and, and Trevor and all this and that. But I would constantly say, I'm telling you all now, this kid can play. I mean, because that's what we saw in our practice field. That's what we saw in the spring game. You know, that's what his teammates saw. I mean, he's a baller now. He's a really, really good player. He just hadn't done it. and And it was just like – you know, the focus was on two guys. And so many, many times I said, uh, I think we've got three guys we can win, you know, this league with. Uh, and I meant it. It's just – and I still mean it. It just – now everybody else has seen it. And everybody on this team knew what Chase could do. But and still, until you go do it in a game, and even him, I mean, he started out really wobbly because I think he was just, you know, hyperventilating out there. But, uh, like, hey, this is really happening. Uh, it's one thing, like you said, to be the backup. It's another thing when you're the backup to the backup. Um, and 
But but I tell you, uh, he settled in and he did what we've seen on our practice field. He made some great throws. He made a couple of just moxie type plays, and uh, and just just showed his poise. So uh, I think that bodes well for us because again, his confidence, his skip and his step now is very different. His teammates have seen him do it on game day. And there's just always something about that. Uh, that's just another step you have to take. You can't just do it on the practice field. You've got to do it on game day. And So I'm really proud of him. Uh, but didn't anticipate that this is where we would be, but that's where we are. And, and uh, it, you know, at the end of the day, maybe it worked out best. I mean, I hate that Trevor uh, wasn't able to finish the game, but, you know, for that kid to get that experience and, and to grow uh, his confidence and for the team to see that confidence in him, I think that is really going to pay off for us as we move through our season. Dabo Sweeney is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Coach, over 31 years of covering the ACC, one of my favorite phrases. I used it on Bobby Bowden's old Florida State teams, and I've used it on some of your recent Carolina or Clemson teams. Uh, I call you guys the Noah's Ark of college football. You have at least two of everything. Uh, now you say you have three quarterbacks that you think you could win the league with. Where am I going to go? What's my next analogy? Nobody has three of everything, right? Yeah, well, we had three coming into the season. Yeah. Now, I think, now I think we got two. Now you're back to uh, Noah's Ark? Yeah, yeah. now we're definitely Noah's Ark, uh, <laughs> for sure. And I, now, you know, we've got, we've got we, we'll have to figure it out from there. But we've got a young man named Ben Batson, uh, who obviously we're going to have to change. You know, he was – uh, he's in a better place right now, too, because uh, you should have seen the look in his eye, especially <laughs> when Chase took off running uh, and wouldn't go down the other day. But because but, uh, Ben, has, ben hasn't really practiced much since camp because he had broke his finger, but he got put back in practice last week. And um, next thing you know, he's second team right there at the end of that game. So his, his demeanor's different. His preparation will be a little better because he's been in our what we call power hour program, but now he's back in the quarterback meeting. So we've got to get him up to speed. And then, and then Hunter Renfro, we've been, we've been uh, kind of working him since last Wednesday, uh, trying to get him ready uh, to be a, a quarterback. He played quarterback in high school. He, he knows our system. Um, and I'd take my chances with Hunter in a heartbeat. Uh, and then uh, we've got a kid named Darion Kendrick who played quarterback all four years at South Point and was four-time state champion, a great player, uh, he just he just knows the least. And, uh, you know, we would have to really uh, just kind of have a package for him. But, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna move forward and, um, and we're going we're to find a way to get it done. Coach, we've interviewed Kelly Bryant in the past. It seemed like you guys had such a special relationship. I know you've told the media down there you've turned the page, you're moving on. Uh, our audience probably did not hear all of your commentary on that. How do you put into words the, the nature of that decision? Uh, I described it on our show. I see your perspective. You have to do what's right for the team. I see his perspective. He wants to preserve that one more year as a starting quarterback uh, somewhere else as it's going to turn out. Uh, that had to be one of the more tricky, difficult exchanges of your coaching career. W what else can you share just about the human element there? Uh, nothing really. I mean, it was a tough, a tough week, and uh, you know, disappointed that that he decided to move on. But that was his decision, and and uh, you got to respect that. So, you know, that's just we've moved on, and uh, you know, love Kelly. Uh, he did everything above and beyond that was ever asked of him, and he's a graduate, and he's an outstanding person and player. And, uh, you know, wherever he decides to go, that that's what that's what they're going to get. A uh, great young man, a uh, great quarterback, and and uh, really there's nothing bad you can say. Uh, you know, disappointed, 
that it went that way, but, you know, we, we, we all have to make our decisions and, and move on. We saw you tell the media earlier today, I definitely expect Trevor Lawrence, your freshman, to play. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. With Wake Forest in mind this weekend, uh, they fired their defensive coordinator at midseason, which is not something you see every day. Does that change at all how you approach this trip to Winston-Salem? Uh, I mean, not really. I mean, I, you know, they, they, they're not like they can just put in a whole new defense. Yeah. Uh, they can call things differently. You know, but I think at the end of the day, they 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 got the same 20 hours we got every week. Uh, so they still have to kind of play within within the the scheme that they've installed because that's what the kids know. But they can game plan a little uniquely and they can call it differently. So we've just got to be ready. Uh, you know, we've studied you know all their film and, and studied their personnel uh, at length. And uh, but we're prepared, you know. I mean, there's only so many things you can do, and um, you know we feel like we've seen just about everything, and we've got a veteran team, and uh, you know as far as the quarterbacks, you just gotta you gotta trust your eyes, have your eyes on the right things, stay disciplined with that, and um, and then make the, just be a good decision maker, and you know so we'll we'll uh, we're excited about it. It's gonna be a big challenge for sure. They're a good team, and they I will say this, they're they're every year one of the most well-coached teams we play. I mean, this is a group that really um, focuses on the details. They really know what they're doing and why they're doing it that way, and they've bought into that, and that's why they've been able to be successful. And and uh, so it's a big challenge. They're scoring 38 points a game. The, the, that number three for them is leading the league in a bunch of categories. Yeah. Uh, quarterbacks playing lights out. They're second total offense in the league. They're second in rushing in the league. So they're doing a lot of good things, and uh, it's a schematically it's a challenge, and they play like warp speed. Uh, so we've got uh, we got a big week to get ready. Last thing for Dabo Sweeney, five and zero Clemson at three and two Wake Forest on Saturday. Travis Etn was one of those guys who stepped up when you needed him against Syracuse. I know you love to rotate backs, Coach. Is it an exaggeration to say that that guy has Heisman type talent? If he were, I know he's not going to get those kind of numbers, but uh, heck, even when he only played less for you in previous years, it seemed like he could be a lightning bolt that has that kind of talent. Yeah, he's special. I mean, I, I think he's as good as there is out there for sure. Uh, you know, we're not – I mean, we, the the good thing for us is, you know, Tavian Feaster's not far behind. Right. Uh, right. In fact, right now, those two guys are, you know, for guys that have had over 1,000 yards, they're number one and number two in the history of Clemson running backs as far as yards per carry. Wow. So I, I really uh, – I'm really am proud of, of, of those two guys and what they're doing. Uh, and then Adam Choice has really come on for us. I mean, he had a big game this last week, make some huge runs. So, you know, all three of those guys are going to play uh, for sure, and they make each other better. They really uh, support each other. Uh, but, yeah, there's no question. I mean, Travis is, is – I mean, I, I mean, I, I think he's as good as there is. Uh, and he's a sophomore. He's much more experienced. He's, he's bigger. He's stronger. Uh, he's got the game-breaking speed. And uh, and he's just a violent runner. He's very powerful, uh, hard to tackle, runs low to the ground. It's just hard to get that guy down. Uh, and he's relentless to, to get yards after contact. So he's uh, he's a pretty special one. And uh, he's had, uh, I guess, 300-plus yard games in a row, one of this one being 200-plus. 
So uh, he's off to a great start, you know, that's for sure. It's cool to hear that you can still drop those statistical nuggets on us, Coach. I saw Tim Beret at the Ryder Cup in Paris, France this weekend, and yet you can still drop those statistical nuggets on your tailbacks on us. That's, that's impressive work since Tim Beret has moved on. Yeah, yeah, he has. He's, he's, uh, he's coming back in town this week from the, from the Ryder Cup, so hopefully he'll be around here for the next few weeks. And uh, My new man, Ross uh, Taylor, has done a great job for us. Thanks for the time, as always, on the David Glenn Show. Good luck on your trip to Wake Forest. All right, I appreciate it. You got it. All the best. Right back at you. Dabo Sweeney, he has been a four-time ACC championship winner. He was the national champion with his Tigers in 2016. Remember, he was a lowly wide receivers coach. Uh, only a decade ago, he first was promoted to interim head coach after Tommy Bowden was let go. And ever since, you know, a somewhat modest start, the Tigers did go six and seven as recently as 2010. After that, it has nothing has been nothing but 10 or more win seasons, 2011 forward every year. So this will be eight in a row. Assuming they get to 10, which is a high, a really good bet. It would be an eighth straight year of getting to 10 or more wins. It would be an eighth straight year of finishing in the national top 25. Most of those have been top 10 type seasons. So this would be six of the last eight if he finishes in the, na the national top 10 again. The last three have ended with ACC football titles. The last three have ended in the college football playoff. The last three have ended in the national top five of the rankings. And it's who's going to bet against him doing all of those things one more time? It's, it's a juggernaut. It is one of the greatest mini dynasties, if you will. Eight straight years of truly brilliant football. Other than Bobby Bowden's Florida State glory days, this is about as good as it gets in the sport of football, in the history of the ACC. And it's under a guy who's only 48 years old. Still plenty of time to build into an even bigger monster. The way they recruit there, the, when they, the way they send guys to the NFL, they are Noah's Ark. They have two of everything, including the quarterback position.